1: You are listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review Podcast. We
0: find little nuggets, treasures, valuable pieces of gold in the Joe Rogan Experience Podcast and pass them on to you, perhaps expand a little bit. We are not associated with Joe Rogan in any way. Think of us as the talking dead to Joe's walking dead. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Joe Rogan Universe Podcast. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your hosts, Adam Thorne and Garrett Hess. This might either be the worst side. podcast or the best one of all time.
1: Hey guys and welcome to another episode of the JRE Review. Today we are reviewing Clarissa Shield, 1619, Nate Bagazzi, 1620. Hilarious dude. So and then fun. Jim uh, what is it Buwer? Uh, says name. Jim Brewer. Brewer, that's it. Yeah, 1621. Jim's, he's got probably (laughs) the best laugh ever. I love that guy. (laughs) He's like a little kid. He's very high. Makes me laugh thinking about his laugh. Yeah, he's the best. I want to talk (laughs) uh, just a minute about uh, kind of uh, how Joe has been on the podcast recently. I don't know if you've noticed, but he definitely seems more relaxed and chilled now that he's moved i like i I agree yeah obviously he was right in the thick of everything in la and and frustrated by what was happening like many people like i was right you have been still are at times right um so you know that's kind of always on his mind and wanting to move but uh it definitely seems like he made a good choice for himself yeah he's he's really happy with with that transition is what it seems like because he's just he's just more chilled on in some ways, on I the think podcast.
0: it's he's he's. I don't want to say more open-minded, but definitely that that just goes without saying. But he's the fact that he's kind of like influencing all the other comedians to move out there and just changing the space, and not saying that it has to be in a certain spot like it's always been in Hollywood. It's like it's a nice switch up, and it, it only takes somebody to think outside the box for something to change, and you can change it obviously within one day. I mean, he just moved out there, and now he's got. Everybody out there, he's doing shows and everything looks. It's it's kind of crazy, really. Imagine if he went and no one went with him. No one. <laughs> That's a good point. He's just on his own. He realizes that nobody likes him. And it's I like, mean, Damn I, the way he talks too. Everything's coming, so it's like this is just the prelim. He he's got a whole mapped out plan that he just can't expose right this second. When it all unfolds, I think that it's going to be way better than LA ever was, probably, because it's not. It's going to be, it's going to be all the good. I don't know. We'll see what happens, but it doesn't seem like. it's... The shallowness and the trying to get on a TV show and all that stuff isn't is going to be like separate. I think.
1: Yeah. Well, I think we're going to find out, you know, in the next ten years, like what it's done for stand-up comedy, and who knows, it might it there might be a huge boost with tons more comedians. It might make comedy, you know, twice as big
0: as it was before COVID, and that can't be bad for the world. You know what I mean? What's the best thing for your body other than laughing and exercise? <laughs> Heroin. <laughs> true, true. Is that a question? <laughs> Good point.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's uh, start off with Clarissa Shields. She's she's a badass, for Beast. sure. Beast. How how accomplished is she? I was watching some of her fights recently. I mean, just unbelievable. She's only, and what, 26? And when she's talking about... Yeah, she's talking about, like, training with grown men at age right. 15 and knocking them out. It's like, wait, what?
0: <laughs> Just the beast. Holy hell. There's nobody else even on her level. I didn't, I mean, obviously, I, I don't want to say obviously, but I don't necessarily follow women's boxing. I didn't know it was a big thing, but it, to dominate at any sport is a feat, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, she's really, like, the top. Right, there's nobody, the there's, chain. like, nobody even in her like in her level, the way they were talking, it felt like right. Yeah, she smashes everyone. Yeah, I mean, you watch her fights, and it's just it's unbelievable. It's actually I I never really watched much right. women's boxing either, and I I love watching women's MMA in UFC. I mean, yes. it's, it, really, those fights are just as exciting as hundred percent guy fights, it, right? You I've know, and <laughs> yeah. and they're they're very technical, savage. You know, as well, but they're yeah. fighting in a slightly different way because you know their bodies aren't. Exactly the same as the dudes, and, and it it creates, like, a whole dynamic league. Like, yeah, you know, it, it's a sexist thought, but at first when they mentioned having women in MMA and women fights, I was like, ah, oh, is these going to be any good? And it was a bit clunky at first because the division wasn't as—they hadn't had as much— Experience, you know, in the ring, and um, they necessarily hadn't been training MMA that long, but now we're years in. We've done Ronda Rousey, we've got Nunes up there. I mean, what some of them are doing is just unbelievable. Like I'll never miss a Nunes fight. Right? Like she's just an animal. (laughs) So absolutely
0: amazing. (laughs) Just what was crushes was, right it was, it's insane the amount of like like you were saying to a technical they're they're incredibly talented too it's there you can see the progression for sure oh dude a 120
1: pound female ufc fighter would beat the shit out of you so fast <laughs> so quick you wouldn't even know what was happening <laughs> right. you're like fine I'll like, do
0: the dishes then. I gotta I, stop dating these girls. I like to believe that I could still do some damage on a 120-pound person, but probably not. yeah, you'd be wrong. <laughs> you'd just be wrong. It's just
1: that's just your man brain thought. That's it's like, my... oh, dude, I'll just tackle her. Yeah, good luck. She'd sprawl out and smash her back of your head in before you even know. Fair enough. Uh, and then you're like, fine, I won't split the check next time. All right, well, I got it.
0: Or you yeah, got, got, you got, it. you actually got it. You can whoop my ass. So, Clarissa
1: is going, she's training with Winkle John, I guess, uh out of Albuquerque. So, that's like, I guess it's Greg Jackson's camp. I guess they're all together. So, she's right. over there with like John Jones, Holly Holmes. Wow. That's a, that's yeah. A- I liked how she was talking about, or well, Joe kind of brought it up. It was like, you know why you get on with Jones and Holly Holmes so well, and get frustrated at your other friends because they're winners, they're champions, right? Like they don't have that like bullshit attitude. They're not making excuses. They're not talking shit, right? You know, they just they just have that winner mindset. That's a great. And that's a really cool way to think when you're it, definitely when you're trying to pursue something at your very best. Without a whether doubt. it's your job or training or whatever, I mean, you do notice that I was doing a lot of hard manual labor up in Yellowstone this week, like, digging a bunch of snow out of these kind of areas, and it, ah, dude, it was killer. Right. And I noticed right away, even with the young guys I was working with that were strong and, like, ranch hands, like, those guys are just built different. Right. (laughs) Excuse me, but the, (laughs) excuse me, oh, but the first people that kind of throw in the towel and quit because it was like that difficult i mean it's just brutally right. hard right with the complainers that's what it is the the first ones that were like making excuses and and just like oh you know this is so hard and just it's almost like they psyched themselves out Isn't so that- it wasn't the strongest guys that finished it was like one of the smallest guys there he weighs like 130 pounds he's the guy that was able to get to the end of the week no problem and he didn't complain once. Isn't just that, gets on with
0: it. Isn't that kind of a metaphor for life? <laughs> that's what we were just uh, yeah. what, what we were just talking about prior to getting on here. It's Definitely, like, and it's it all seems like, that what, way. What you just said too. It's all about who you surround yourself with. It's like no ma that's you have a finite amount of time and you have a finite amount of energy. So it's like how you consume is going to dictate the rest of your life <laughs> so you you pick choose wisely <laughs> That's my point because you definitely people. got to be careful with complainants for Bro, sure without a doubt i mean it's all the language that you use too and i mean not to go back to i always think that language kind of dictates your life whatever kind of language you use is what's going to happen and what's going to self-manifest it's it's if you're if you're complaining consistently well you're probably going to be sick you're probably not going to feel good you're going to focus on all the wrong things like I, I would just uh, <laughs> there's been a statement in the thing that I've kind of gotten the practice of whenever people walk up because in the restaurant business everybody's complaining it's just part of the fucking deal and a girl will walk up and she's like I can't fucking stand that and I won't I mean I don't really pay much mind to it and the first thing I say, I just say, what do you love <laughs> and watch how quickly everything changes because you have to it takes a, it takes some energy to think about what you love right right so the second you kind of shift your mind and allow your mind to go down that road the the much quicker that you can self-medicate and feel good rather than it's all about what you're focused on right yeah
1: yeah you having a spiritual day today I mean, it's, it's it's
0: been it's been a spiritual life, bud. But yeah, I mean, I, I I'm trying to always focus. I think the meditation. I was just saying that I I was just saying to my girl, I put my yogurt like I tried to set it on. I had like yogurt and granola, and I was like, I know how the meditation is working because I tried to set it on my little thing in my closet. I turned around, the fucking yogurt fell all over all my brand new dress shirts, like that I just had just dry cleaned and my, my heart didn't even skip a beat like i was just like oh no big deal and i just picked it up and fucking had the dog come over and lick up the yogurt and cleaned it up <laughs> and moved along but i mean i not that not that that warrants like fuck but I mean, I, I my prior oh, self. but you've been there, you know. Yeah, my, I, my, I, my that's my prior the kind self of thing that ruins where, my day. Right, my prior self would be like fuck, and then you can smoke, and then you go to the, and then you go to your job, and you're like, you'll never believe I set my yogurt up and it fell all over my brand new dress. It's like you can just build a fucking story, whichever way you want to build it. You know what I mean? Or you can just be like, yeah,
1: you can definitely ruin your own day. <laughs> Talking a, about. You know she she brings up that whole thing, like getting a good entourage, right? right, and what she's really saying is this like surround yourself by people that maybe won't let you stay in right. that mindset, and then they talk about Floyd and his entourage, and that would be an interesting little mini series that right. they should do on like Netflix or whatever, just just showing like who he surrounds himself with, Absolutely. how he stays kind of i wouldn't say grounded because he's like. Flying around in jets and right. super sweet yachts all the time. But like how he how he like orients his mind right with that incredible lifestyle that he has. Yeah. And I bet I bet that, you know, he just has it down. He knows like I bet there's just some fascinating people in his group that
0: really make that work. I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean he's obviously got the pedigree, but <laughs> he's he's gotta maintain that mindset in order to be so successful and then stay on top of his game like he does. That's obvious. Oh for sure. But I mean I, I remember It's gonna he, be
1: uh... it's gonna be interesting to see how Clarissa really transitions because I don't think they've had a boxer right. move over to MMA in this way. Like right. Joe talked about uh, what's his name? Tony. Someone Tony that fought Randy Coltoil, but oh, he just right. got tripped over and smashed. So right. he didn't really do anything and he was old. But it, you know, I always kind of felt like, you know, MMA fighters are the best overall fighters, period. Yeah, I, if yeah. we're just talking about kicking ass. <laughs> right. But it's so specialized in boxing that it's much harder to go the other way. I mean, we saw it with Connor. He didn't have a lot of time to prepare against Floyd and he was never yeah. going to beat him. But <clears throat> right. It, you know, to go into a very, uh, not one dimensional, but limited sport, no kicking, knees. You know, ground game. Right. It makes the striking is like everything they do. Right. So if they go the other way, I mean, that's kind of what you see in MMA. I mean, you take Holly Holmes, she was a boxer for a long time and then did some kickboxing and then became a UFC champ.
0: Yeah. that's a You know, good and point.
1: there's karate guys that have done the same. So you can add to it the other way. Right. And it's going to be interesting. If she gets her ground game down, I mean, no one's going to be at a stand with her. She's right, going to be right. able to straight-up outbox everyone, and that's really not up for debate. She's I was going gonna to say, that's,
0: that's going to transition pretty well, I imagine. And then if you... I mean, the way she's training, as long as she surrounds herself with the right people, she's young enough that... Like that they were saying, too, like, when you're good at something, you're going to be good at something else, too, I think. F- yeah, for sure.
1: <clears throat> I like that she talked about she's never been envious of anyone in her life. <laughs> and... Joe's like, well, that's a winner's mindset, right? Absol- there. Absolutely. If there's a, and I want to put a like a challenge out to the listeners here, and and just have a think about that. Like, go make a list of people that you're envious of, and be honest with yourself. It's okay if you are, like we all are, probably with some people. Make a list of those people, and then and then try and jot down like why you are, right? Like, what is it about what they're doing or what they have that you don't have? and just have a think about like what
0: what that is where it comes from does anybody I think there to... would be an interesting little does anybody project to... does, does anybody come to mind i mean i can't and not that i'm super enlightened or don't have anybody that i'm probably envious of but nothing nobody like super comes to mind now that you're mentioning that i mean do you have somebody that yeah
1: can... i mean i guess if you sit there long enough you know <clears throat> it, you just have to think about just think about the people you know that have something really good going on in their lives right and sit with that feeling and see if it feels good like if you're proud of them and happy for them or if you're a little bit annoyed and i think if you're a little annoyed that you don't have it then then you're starting to like figure out if you're envious
0: and then just go talk and then just go talk to a blind guy and see how envious you are
1: yeah right and then and then you can appreciate where you got but that's the point right once you have the list together it might look stupid right you might be like oh i'm envious for that reason i I can just go
0: do that myself i think here in america or maybe this is just my mindset the only thing i don't know if this is just part of being american the only thing you're envious of is having like nicer stuff because we have life so good really in comparison yeah if you you look at it that way it's just like what do you got a, a honda or a fucking lambo it's like i don't know you yeah
1: do? <laughs> well it would probably just come down to people's jobs right. how much money they make right i mean that's that's probably the focus and then that's, the, know, that's it, the thing most though, you... of that's like the grass is always
0: greener you don't know what that job is like it's probably right. much harder than you think absolutely and it's <laughs> just because you got more money i i'm a pure testament of it. it's there's no you choose happiness it's not a you get a certain paycheck and then you're like oh no i'm happy what is because it's because what you're safe you think you're safe no i, I it's it, probably just
1: because you buy too much shit you right. can just change that yourself Absolutely. and be like oh right there we go i changed my budget now i've got some money it's pretty right. good now good point all right let's take a quick break and let's jump over to nate uh bagazzi this podcast is brought to you by stereo.com do you ever find yourself shouting your opinions right at us while listening to the podcast we understand I do that all the time. Well there's good news. We've teamed up with the stereo app so you can talk to us directly. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at nine PM Eastern time, we'll be going live on the app to answer questions and talk Rogan. Garrett and I will be live on the app and any JRE review listener can join in the conversation and discuss anything that comes up. We've done this podcast for many years and listeners are always reaching out to discuss things that they love about Joe's podcast. Now we've found a way to connect with you and keep the conversation going. So join us at the After Party, only available on the Stereo app for the JRE Review, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, to connect with us and meet with other Joe Rogan fans. Stereo is the live social conversation app. You can be your own talk host, or if listening is more your jam, jump on our stereo talk and ask all of those questions you've been itching to ask download the stereo app and follow us at stereo.com slash review the link is in the description
0: that all guy. right
1: 1620 is it Bugazzi?
0: i don't know Bugazzi. how to pronounce this. <laughs> you sound you, you sound <laughs> you sound like a, a, a uk italian Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> fish and chips with marinara sauce on it. Some mayonnaise. That guy is hilarious.
1: He's he's a fantastic comedian. Oh, and, dude. Uh, living in uh, Tennessee now, I think. Yeah, Nashville, I think. Um, is yeah, because they have Zanies there. Right. Which is a great comedy club.
0: That's like where he does and, his uh, work. It,
1: well, in fact, I think it was sometimes during COVID, his face is like painted on the wall of that club. Oh, and yeah. And a truck like drove into his face. <laughs> like, through the wall. Oh, that's Smith. right.
0: Yeah, Forgot he posted that. that, which I thought was great. Wow. Dude, that guy was, um, I watched the stand-up right after I watched the Rogan. I I don't know why. I just passed through it on Netflix, and then I went back and watched it. It's hilarious. He's fantastic. He's yeah. definitely one of
1: my favorites. I just love his style. Yeah, he's How just... he just talks like he just is so dumb. Yeah. Doesn't know how anything works. (laughs) Right. And when you can pull that off, and he's obviously not a dumb guy. I mean, that's the best part about that. I I think it's pretty dope that Joe was responsible for one of his first times getting on stage, or at least the first time he got on stage at the comedy store. He
0: just put in a phone call.
1: Yeah, well he's only a year in. And I mean it's like a testament to the types of things that Joe does. But as a new comic I mean that's so important, right, because it's you know Joe talks about having uh comics when he was young, like um he said Marin yep. said something good about him, and, right. you know it just it's such a difficult art right that, that it's those little things do those moments. that make you push, yeah, um, you get home, you're tired, you don't believe in yourself, you can't right. write, you're not worried about going on stage the next day, and then you think oh, that guy said I was good, or this guy gave me some stage time. Right. Yeah, that
0: can build and your whole career, just a couple of those moments. Be like, all right. It could be the- a game changer. It's I like- mean, it's
1: hard to know what that did for Nate getting on stage then, but right. who knows? Joe may have changed his whole life. That's what people I mean, want
0: is validation, right?
1: Well, it's a lot of those early stage things. right? I mean, even when I think of jiu-jitsu, it's like <clears throat> when higher-level belt level belt guys – you know purple belt or brown belt is like, "Hey, good move," or like that was a really nice sweep right like it doesn't matter how hard that training session is. you almost get free energy, yeah, absolutely like you get yeah, you get something
0: out of it. You can't put a price tag on that kind of stuff either. That's just like what that's those are the moments in your life that you can definitely see like a shift of when things change. I mean, it's all what you put on it, obviously. But
1: yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot of hard work goes in, but you need right. tons of luck in that industry. Right. You need someone being like, "Hey, you want to go on the road with me?" Right. It could have just as easily been someone else. Right. You know, you're just in the right spot. Right. But
0: but you that's would, why you
1: constantly would... being at those clubs is so important. And since COVID and that they've all closed. Right. I mean it's just basically impossible for new comics to do anything. Well, it probably will be for another year. Let's not say that.
0: It's all it's all with the language that you use. No, there's no clubs. <laughs> I know, but
1: you I You can't you can't this isn't the secret. No. You can't just will <laughs> it into
0: that's, fair, that's like, fair. I'm
1: just going to believe well, there's an open mic only, tonight. The no, only, there's not. Well, the
0: only reason I say that is because there are people that are succeeding right now, too. So I hear what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, but they're saying.
1: already famous, right. and they've got a huge following on Instagram. Right. Or whatever. They're, they're the only people that are really able to put shows on. I mean, there's some backyard shows going on in LA right? Um, where th- some of the restrictions are open. But
0: I, I can tell you right now uh, from firsthand knowledge that... It went from everybody is doing COVID to if you sit at a booth, COVID goes away. Because now the whole restaurant is completely full, completely full, up, down, back, around. Dude, it's going to turn around. It's going to turn around quick. I mean, maybe I'm just being optimistic, but the only thing that I can think, and not, not to get political, but it seems like all, no matter what, we went to COVID, and with all due respect to anybody that's sick, to get Trump out of office. That's what it feels like, especially being here in L.A. I was like, oh, we just did all that to do that. That's what it feels like to me personally. Why? Because it opened up so quick yeah, after the election? I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's night and day. Like, it's night and it's day. A li- yeah, that's, it, it's hard to it's just hard count that it, it's, conspiracy it's, it's, it's hard to happens. see. It's hard to see it otherwise. Like, I don't know how else, what else is it attributed to? It was like, we wanted him out so bad that we did all this i mean people died from covid a lot of people have died and a lot of people have gotten sick and i understand that but we chose this as the avenue to fucking get him out i i'm, I'm i don't know what else to say that's what it looks like to me it might
1: yeah i mean there, there <coughs> have been statements made right? right i don't follow this stuff too i don't closely, either I, but that, that's just people my people have been like yeah we're gonna wait until the election and right. do everything and it's it's such bullshit that, like, everyone, like, the population, Dude, like, everyone listening so to this podcast,
0: us, we're the ones that pay. <laughs> right, that. exactly. I mean, firsthand, you're at a walking testament, I am, too. Like, it's it's interesting how they just mowed over people for their own agenda. That's what it feels like. I yeah, don't know those fuckers. So, I
1: don't know. Not cool, man. Not cool. does man. not make you trust politicians more, I'll no, tell you that. I, I
0: wish there was no money involved in politics, or there was like a cap. You can only make hundred k as a politician, and that's just Yeah, cool. no, volunteer. pro I bono. Mean, at the end of the day, those are the people that, I mean, I guess that's just a perfect world, but man, wouldn't it be nice if we had people that were just in there looking out for other people? I don't... I don't. <laughs> Yeah, good luck with that. I don't know how you make that system. I don't know. I
1: mean. I, Talking I, I, about conspiracies, they, they talked a little bit about flat earthers. Oh, right. And then the Bigfoot shit. And then obviously <laughs> QAnon. And he had, I knew he was going to have a story about that because I was living in Nashville for a while. And there are some, I mean, some of the conversations that I had with people that I knew there when they're trying to tell me about the q and stuff i i'm just like what? wait a minute can what? we just go back and just think for a second like i felt like such a condescending asshole really because i was like they, they were so sure that this shit was happening i'm like how the hell could that be true <laughs> like it's the, it's the it's just like uh, the wackiest theory I've ever uh, heard. I was like, I was just sat there watching and
0: thinking. I think you, this is like a part of your brain that might right. be mentally ill. That's well, when Joe said that, he was like was talking about the flat earthers. He's like, there was a time when something came into a certain piece of the population's brains that allowed them to think, and he started making reference to like Kyrie Irving and other people that you would assume. I, I mean i don't know it's, i guess you can just go down a rabbit hole on the internet if there's anything that this has proven to us you can you can find anything that supports your your narrative yeah i'd
1: be, I'd be interested to see how convincing those videos are i bet they are i bet like if you sat there like you were forced to sit there for five right. hours a day and watch him I, it, you probably wouldn't have a choice, bro. I bet it would start changing your mind eventually. You're just like, oh, maybe it is kind of flat. <laughs> bro. I got brainwashed. Just, I got brainwashed
0: with gift cards, if you do recall. <laughs> that's
1: true. It can happen to the best of it, us. It, we, it, we've it, all been there, right? It can happen
0: in some way. You, you, somewhere another. That, that, if they catch you at a vulnerable spot, you no telling where your brain will go.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Bigfoot thing is I mean, of the three things Flat Earth, QAnon, and Bigfoot I'm,
0: I'm more likely to believe Bigfoot than yeah. any of those Just because that could just be another just big gorilla running around Yeah I mean, that's that's yeah. that, there's a lot of species we don't even know about that are sitting at the bottom of the ocean so who knows what else is out there, right?
1: Yeah, but i We would have fucking. seen I,
0: it. I I want to believe that we would Something, have seen it. Right? right. I mean, I know that there's a <laughs> lot of woods
1: out in right. like the
0: Pacific Northwest, right. and
1: it's a huge area. But a, a giant. There had to be one gorilla thing. There had to
0: be one running around Walmart at some point.
1: <laughs> I think I've seen him.
0: <laughs> I think I have seen a Bigfoot at Walmart. Speaking up. <laughs> uh yeah i don't know man i don't i I don't think where do you come up with the flat earth idea is it just because your eyes can't see it and you're just like oh it falls off right there and then i
1: I don't know i think it's like that show (laughs) ancient aliens right they just managed to put like a really compelling story together (laughs) and it's and it and i think people do want to believe like this is why people like things like QAnon and flat earth they they want to believe that they know something that nobody else
0: knows that's what it is and then right? the
1: more ridiculous it is in some ways the more compelling it is right because it's like dude do your research you gotta look in it this is what right. they would say to me when I was in Nashville do your research I'm like, how are you gaining this information and they're like it's known everyone knows it you read these they're stealing books. babies I'm like Who, what babies? Are they, where are they getting it? And I'm like, I can't believe I'm having this conversation. I need another cocktail.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's it was wild times. It's funny what people get passionate about. I don't, it's, mm. it's, it's yeah. you think about it though. It's like, if, I don't know, man, if you, if you can just direct that energy towards something else probably be successful (laughs) because a lot of those people that are that passionate about certain things you're like man if you just shifted that energy right over here you could probably be very successful and compelling well you could
1: research some things that might be more factual right right (laughs) and then learn some i mean what what, at what point do you realize that what you thought was true isn't true anymore and now you have to admit that to yourself Yeah, that's It's a, like you go you go down such a, a rabbit hole that like you can't come back from it.
0: That's what I think. It's like,
1: look, I believe it, but I don't talk about it so right. much anymore. I'm like, I think what you're saying is you don't believe it that much anymore, and you're embarrassed. It's you okay to, to
0: learn. That. It's okay to learn. That's what that's what life's all about, right? Like, that, <laughs> learning how to do that's things. That's the idea. <laughs> I would hope. <laughs> but that's, that's why when idea, people yeah. get so attached to stuff, I mean, that kind of correlates to politics, to religion, to that tribal mentality. It's like you always want to be associated to something it's like man maybe disconnect a little bit from all these like outside things and maybe some growth will happen in your life who knows mm.
1: yeah i mean it, i guess it's like you got to be careful about your own ignorance right like nate was saying the same thing like he talks about his diet Right. he just loves applebees and and <laughs> mcdonald's and eating junk food and right. ice cream and you know i mean that's kind of like life on the road is a comic anyway right. like that's tough. it's tough to be eating well and, right. and and doing that but it is interesting to hear right. it's like he eats like a teenager yeah he's more. like I'm trying to quit diet coke he's like, I'm I'm met, like my, I, met coke? <laughs> I met my wife who the hell's drinking diet coke I met my wife at Applebee's
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and they still love going back <laughs> huh. I mean I, I enjoy a good Applebee's every now and again dude i'm with joe on the fish
1: fillets yeah. i eat those shit. really i'll get one every now and again yeah i, I don't even know what kind of fish that is <laughs> it's catfish i don't know if it was ever a fish <laughs> i don't know. really That's, it's vegan they probably figured out a way to turn chicken into fish yeah who knows some mcdonald's i don't know if process but it's if, good man maybe, i'll eat it maybe. just try not to
0: eat it all the time maybe i should try one i can't say i've ever had a fillet of fish Oh, it's so good, bro! I'll give that a I'll give that a run for its money. What about the McRib? You must have had that. I mean, I could you tell me the last time you had McDonald's? I don't know the last time I've had McDonald's. it was
1: it was a long time ago. I yeah, mean, but ye- sometimes years. I like those breakfast right. sandwiches. So I like
0: to get one. Oh, egg, egg McMuffin. I'm I'm with you on that. I just can't remember the last time I've I, I've always thought about that too. Like the the line at In and Out. Have you noticed that? It, I don't know. It's it, huge. Oh, my God. I'm like, I wouldn't wait 45 minutes for the best fucking steak, let alone an, a burger. Like, I don't know what these people That's are. That's
1: why you go through the drive-thru, bro. If they're super
0: efficient over there. No, Those high dude, school kids have it down. No. I mean, they might they be. They have their they, tablets. They're You're in and out. Ten minutes. You think? That's why it's called I mean, in and out. Well, I can see that line going all the way through the Costco parking lot on, on, on Washington. <laughs> so I don't know how fast they're going. But if you say so.
1: Yeah, it's pretty quick, dude. I'm, I it's mean, like oftentimes you'll turn off that one street and then off of Washington onto where it is and you're like kind of down and around the corner and it seems like 10 minutes right, you're through it.
0: Well. They're pretty quick. I guess if you need I don't know, test it. Yeah, Have I, a look. I'll give it a look. I, I don't know. I, I don't, and now that I'm better, I just, fast food in general, I, I'm a creature of habit. I got like a Thai spot, Subway, and that's about what I eat. Otherwise, i go to the grocery store. <clears> Dude, Subway is garbage it is it well, you you gotta make I'm not saying it's good but you can make you can make solid choices wherever you go
1: do you know that they've classified the bread in Ireland as a dessert because it has so much sugar in really? for Subway did not know that yeah I think it's cl- like it's under the category of like a dessert place
0: did I ever tell you like, something like that I got robbed at gunpoint at Subway on my fifth day working there when I was 15 years old did I ever tell you that no way. So, yeah. It was my fifth day. working. What did he oh, run in? And he's like, give me a meatball sub. now." No, he, he not paying. He, funny story. There was a blockbuster. And that ages me. But right next door, there was a blockbuster. And he's like, my wife's next door getting such and such. And I was like, all right. And somebody had called in a to-go order for three foot longs right before we closed. And it was literally my fifth day working there. So we're busy making it. And he comes in. And my, I'll never forget. My buddy Ben walks up, and I was like, "Gonna give my buddy a free sandwich," because I was like, "I work at Subway, so come in, I'll hook you up." <laughs> and my buddy Ben came in, and he, he's like, "Give me more oil." He's like, "He was a funny kid; so he was making me laugh." Right next to me, the guy's like, "Give me the money in the drawer." Like, he pulls out this like little revolver, and the guy, Whoa. and the guy right next to me was like, "Here you go." And he had just done a drop, like, so he did armed robbery for fucking seventy bucks and I'll never forget my no the, guy, the guy that I was working with he got me the job there he went to, like when pagers were a thing he went to page our boss right after and I like press. I'll never forget I hung the phone up and I'm like 911 Eric you fucking moron you know? <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna page somebody they're gonna call us back I was like fucking hey Oh my god! Did they ever catch that guy? No, I mean, think about that—that moment in his life for seventy bucks could have cost him fucking thirty years of his life, probably. Oh yeah, I don't know what armed robbery comes along with, but I can't imagine—it's not good. I was going to say I can't imagine it's fucking soft. Yeah, you're not
1: going to be able to pay for your lawyer with seventy bucks, right? Right, right. Yeah, that was a moment. That was definitely a moment. I I was right. I mean, at least take that whole thing of stamps. Remember they used to do the stamps. (laughs) Take the whole reel. Give have me all free the st- sandwiches for life.
0: <laughs> Give me all the stamps.
1: <laughs> Give me all the stamps now. <laughs> I mean,
0: I, what was going through my mind? A million dollars of free subs. Thank, in that thank God, the role. other. Thank God, the other kid was working because I hadn't even learned how to work the register yet. I was thinking, of, with that, if he did that to me, I would have just unplugged the register and handed him the register. <laughs> yeah, take it. I don't know. If just know end
1: up, end up hitting him with a register. You're like, I'm really sorry.
0: I didn't mean. I don't know how to open this thing. Just take the whole thing. Yeah, and that was when registers were like big ass things. They weren't like little screens. Anyway. Dude, that was that must have been scary. Bro, I was right? 15 years old, and my high school was right next door. So I always thought that he was like watching me from somewhere when I was like, Oh uh, yeah, that was weird. I don't know. That was like across the street. So I was like, Does this motherfucker know that I go to school here? And now he's like, I'm gonna have to kill him so he doesn't tell on me. I don't know. I was like,
1: <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> or for what $7 an hour or whatever <laughs> yeah, you got paid. Uh, definitely worth it. Definitely, definitely worth it. <laughs> all right, let's jump over to 1621 Jim Brewer. Right. Um this guy's a legend, SNL legend. All so funny. Uh in one of my favorite movies of all time, Half Baked, and he plays probably the greatest character in there, I think. Oh, that's great. Um yeah. That 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 monologue he does where he's like He tells the dude what to buy after they get stoned right (laughs) he's like go to the store he's like four big pizzas man everything on them." and then he ends and it's quiet and he's like funions funions Funions. (laughs) gotta have fun." like the list is like (laughs) absurd it's that uh, scene is just
0: so epic dude that character is classic i mean think that's i wonder what dave's first movie was too is that was that that's got to be one of his first movies right
1: I think that's the first movie he made. Do you I, remember he was in the Nutty Professor? Right. He was Any, the comedian that like made fun of him being oh, fat. Yeah, I think yeah. that
0: was his first movie. And he, he was, was like in Men in Tights. I Nineteen don't know if, then. I don't know. He, oh yeah, I don't know if that was before that, but that had to be right around the same time. Yeah, I think that
1: was before the nut, Nutty Professor. But yeah, he was good in that too. Yeah, that was that
0: was good. I remember feeling bad for the Nutty Professor when he was just ripping on him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It was brutal, but then it, when he came back and just roasted him and like threw the guy in the piano, yeah, so legendary. Good, good comeback on that one for sure. Yeah, that first movie was excellent. Absolutely. Talking about Eddie Murphy movies, have you seen the new Coming to America yet? I have. Have you? No, I haven't. I've heard it's good. Eh. I mean, it's it was like the number one movie, but I, I don't know how I, can they how can they make it as good as the uh, original? I don't want to hate seems on it. To they, be
0: like, I don't want to hate on it because it was entertaining, but it was just like they. It was the first one on steroids, basically. Like, I mean, just with, oh, fair enough. It was the same thing, but it was just they—they they took a lot of references from it. I mean, it's such a classic movie; it's difficult to. Re- Do they still
1: kind of act clueless, like they don't know how anything <laughs> works?
0: Um, no, that's kind of bypassed at this point. They're <clears throat> they're they're uh, just kind of reliving a bunch of the experiences and,
1: um. I think is it's, Samuel L. Jackson make a cameo? You know he was in that,
0: right? Was he? I don't know. I might have. I might have. Yeah, do- he. he I
1: think he tried to rob the
0: McDowell's. Oh, that's right. And, that's and right. they they like beat him up with the yeah 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 with that's the right. mops. Right. I kind of passed out for a bit. On, so I saw the reference. I it was it, 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 <laughs> okay. So you, not a hugely good review. For I that mean, movie. I'm not hating, but it wasn't my. It was what it was. I just want. I guess you always have these expectations, especially for that movie, but. It was good. I was entertaining. I'll give it that.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, so Jim is one of Joe's oldest friends, right? And oldest comedy buddies, which is really cool that they've known each other forever. And and uh, Joe, I think you st- the first time on the road was opening for Jim. I remember him saying and that. You, and yeah, he talks about days that he's like bombed Ugh. super hard um, with with Jim, and like it, like the effect that it had, how it like pushed him to work so much harder i guess they were on that show hardball i've heard joe talk about that a bunch i guess that was the first show that he ever did i never saw it. i don't I, know if
0: it's i don't think like i've seen they it. Ever aired it i, I don't what. know i never yeah, i've, I've never seen it <clears throat> um so
1: yeah but it's uh it's interesting they were talking about what it was like to be in la back then and and joe was like i don't really go to those i never liked going to the parties because it was all about like who you know and right. what you're doing and what your project is and da 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 like status, status, status. And that's so true. Like that's even true now. Like this it just attracts
0: that type of people and it does make the conversation so shitty. Yeah. I try and avoid that. <laughs> I guess I'm I'm not <laughs> surrounding myself with that circle, but yeah, it's not uh not enjoyable. But, I mean you've seen it right you've been uh... I, uh, I mean I hear about it like I definitely hear about it I maybe it's just that I don't put myself in those situations but I honestly like I, I don't know if it's I just don't get in a lot of those conversations I hear that about LA and how people are so superficial and only out for themselves and status and whatnot but I mean the people that I surround myself with and not like tooting my horn I just th- feel like it's kind of all conducive to the lifestyle that you want yeah. to leave because I don't really surround myself I think most
1: with, of it came from dating. Like doing a lot of LA dating. Oh yeah, was, that's a good point. You notice that because it, it becomes like an interview. I noticed that that right. was what, you, what was so much different about dating anywhere else is like they want to know what do you do? what you do, what you're heading towards, what's your five year plan, like what's your big project, and <laughs> right. you know, I guess there's because there are so many people there that are just like, yep, I'm I just uh, skateboard every day, and <laughs> that's what I do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no offense, cat. No, Why are you talking about my life, but? I mean, my my life might be simple, but it's pretty gratifying. I'll give you—I I will say that I—I I enjoy.
1: You got a good setup, man. For i sure I enjoy a good
0: setup. I enjoy the moments. I'll tell you that.
1: So Jim Jim quit uh, quit smoking weed. Yeah, I guess he's back on it a bit, but like he was he was deep into it back in his SNL days, like trying to just survive the cutthroat SNL industry. So you, you remember when he played Joe Pesci on oh, SNL? Was so funny. it it was one of the best characters but hearing how awful it was like people would steal his um monologue ideas or his script ideas and there was like a lot of backstabbing that's brutal and it just stressed him out it's it's it kind of makes watching the show less satisfying right because you know what went into it you know yeah yeah you just know there's like so much politics behind the way that everything there works and and it's not really like this loving, some supportive community of comics. Just cutthroat. It's like everyone trying to make a name for themselves and right. pushing their, their, their. You think that's mono, a, you, th- you know their skits.
0: You, th- you think that's just like a across the board thing? Because I don't see Joe doing that at any point in his life. Like I wouldn't see him like trying to take that kind of. Yeah. Rub, you well, know what I mean? Joe
1: talked about how on news radio they were very supportive, right. and it was very loving, right. and it was tough for Phil Hartman uh after snl to like adapt to that kind of um more supportive environment yeah he didn't expect it to be that way and it took him a good amount of time uh it's obviously important right yeah like why would you not like surely you're gonna make the best um material if everybody works together and you've got like a good working environment and uh and people are happy.
0: Absolutely. I mean that's got to be conducive to success. I, I don't mean I, I obviously SNL is very successful, but you wonder what if it was had that same kind of environment as far as supportive goes, what else could have came great from it? Who knows? I mean, I don't know. There,
1: Maybe, but also, I mean when things are cutthroat too, then business is tough. It's like you talk about Wall Street and pressure man. pressure, and pressure makes diamonds. Yeah. Sometimes it it creates the best work. That's I mean, true. sure, it's not the nicest environment but you, you definitely are pushing yourself hard that's true i mean you can't have navy seals training to be navy seals if it's like right okay take five minutes and hug everyone right that's a good point and i just want to walk around and say everyone's doing a good job and mm-hmm. it's more about participation yeah i mean you got to push those guys hard to make the best that's a good point that's so point. yeah there's something but i don't know there's a balance in there yeah i'm sure that definitely is a balance. That's what it comes down to. So they but... talk a lot about... They they were talking about like the effects of things, like medication and uh, when they were banging on about the, all the COVID stuff. Right. And Joe brought up the thing... So you've heard of the placebo effect, right? And then he describes something called the nocebo. I think it was called nocebo. And it's like the opposite. It's when you think you're sick because of something you've been taking, but you're not really. It's just in your mind. Isn't that... And think... that's... That sounds like placebo, but I hear what it I guess I'm. No, it's the opposite. Oh, so okay. placebo is when you think that you're getting better because you're taking a sugar pill. So it, it's oh, showing okay. that your mind can heal you uh, it, because you think you're doing something that's good for you. Gotcha. Nocebo is the opposite. It's like you take a sugar pill and you think it makes you sick, gotcha. but there's no way it could because it's just sugar. That sounds like some. It, it's
0: yeah it's voodoo I was gonna say that sounds like some bad shit
1: yeah but you you gotta wonder like what there is in your own life that's similar to Nocebo Uh, you know maybe that whole thing of making the envious list it's like even the fact that you are envious like maybe there's reason to be but by doing it
0: you're really hindering yourself yeah but it also I think it kind of correlates with what you just said before it also can drive you so I mean mean, it can go either way
1: yeah i guess i guess you just have to look at your output and how you feel and where you get your motivation from right i mean yeah talking about drive so jim wants to get into hunting and some sort of martial art obviously joe talked about jiu-jitsu um he's kind of planning for the end of the world he wants to know how to fish and hunt and do all that and and it was an important point that joe brought up like look man you can't just go with one hunter one day or one boxing class and think you're ready to fight. Right. Like,
0: it's it's
1: a lifetime. It's a, yeah. There's so
0: much to know, so much to learn. That's the thing about That's the thing about exercise and working out. You've never arrived. You're always, it's always about the journey, right? It's always about how, how you feel and what, what kind of skills you're adapting. I mean, in, in relation yeah, to. Yeah, it's the,
1: kind of a shame.
0: <laughs> I wish you could
1: just be like, all right, got my black belt, never right. have to train
0: again. I'm in shape now. I'm never, I can eat whatever I want. That's not how it works, you know? Straight back to ice cream, yeah. and no working out. <laughs> right. It's not like you've ever arrived, and I think as long as in life you realize that mm. never arrive and you'll you'll be fine
1: mmm yeah the journey not the destination because I, mean, I guess the destination doesn't exist it doesn't though pe- but we do it that's how we think like people are always talking about oh when i retire and then i'll be happy like there's this moment right. yeah there's this moment of like oh i just get to relax and drink martinis right. What's, it's like what, how
0: many martinis right. before you're an alcoholic <laughs> and what and how satisfying is that on a daily basis like a, you get one you get one car that's the way i've always looked at it your body is one car so it's like enjoy the ride You know. But it yeah. Well you gotta change the oil too. That's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. (laughs) You gotta change change the oil. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: Alright, well I love Jim being on that. I mean Nate Nate to me was the most entertaining one of the week. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna
0: start paying more attention to him.
1: Yeah, definitely follow him on Instagram. He's got a fucking hilarious... Like, you know, it put up like two, three minutes of his act every now and again. Right. And uh, I love following comics like that. Like, that's some of my jim gaffigan's a good one for that is he you know I, i'll try i'll give him a follow too he yeah he posts uh you know a couple of minutes of his stuff and it's it's very clean that's how jim does his stand-up but it's just brilliant to watch it oh, he's, it's just he's the way he takes like the most simple ideas right. and makes them absolutely hilarious is just brilliant right love it anyway guys thank you as always for joining in and uh that's it see you next week take, thanks take care Garrett. guys peace Thanks again to Stereo.com. Join the after party for the JRE Review every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we go live. Stereo is the app for live social conversations, and we want to talk to you directly, our listeners. Join the app using the link in the description of the show, Stereo.com slash JRE Review, and let's talk Rogan. Download now and join us live each week to continue the conversation.